actual animal products, they don't, they, they come with a lot of baggage. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're great. That's really great. You get a lot of protein, but look at what else you get with it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, I, I liken it to the adage of like, it's like you're, you've got a boat that's, that's slowly filling up with water and you've got a bucket and you want to try and get the water out of the boat as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Now, it, it's, you may have more protein, but you're also getting a lot of baggage of other things. You know, hemine, TMAO, saturated fat, cholesterol, all these other things, no fiber all these issues you know so that that causes a lot of different issues within the human body then you've also got you know things that are environmental to that animal protein you've got you know um uh, things that have been injected into the animal hormones antibiotics etc etc you know so these things that do not run well with our guts and they do not run well with our bodies you know so in terms of creating you know better athletic performance i think plants as an alternative you know not, not only do they liken us and bring us more into what is naturally you know designed for us in terms of nature but they, they're also just better overall regardless you know you're getting a whole range of different nutrients whereas with animal products you're getting high in some but you're getting a whole lot of baggage with everything else you know hi there veggie mates great to be back for another week that was my case the man behind the gains coach i'm your host matthew davey and you are listening to the Veg Talk podcast. Welcome to the show if this is your first time listening in, and a warm welcome back to those who have been working their way through the back catalogue. This is episode number 28. I'm really stoked we've made it this far, and really psyched to keep going and bring you more leaders in the plant-based and vegan movement from around the world. If you are new to the pod, it'd be great to hear from you, feel free to jump on my Instagram page and send me an introduction message at VegTalk. That's V-E-D-G-E-T-A-L-K. Let me know what you thought of this week's episode or any of the others you've tuned into. I'll continue the trend of a short update on our movements first. Anna and I are coming towards the end of our first stint here in Australia. It's been an awesome time seeing family and friends and also meeting up with new mates for the podcast. We'll be heading to Indonesia and the Philippines next week, so if you do have any podcast guest recommendations, please send them to me and I'll reach out to those people and see if we can get them on the pod. If you'd like to follow our travels, please head to the link in my Instagram bio for the YouTube link or follow me at MattXDavy on Instagram where I post more of our travel photos. Now, let's get into the important stuff. So this week's podcast was really enjoyable. We caught up with Mike at my family home here in the southeast suburbs of Melbourne for a chat. If you've been following Mike for a while, you might expect this episode to be all strength and fitness based. However, we go much deeper than that. You'll learn more about Mike, where he came from and how he landed here in Australia from his first home back in the UK. We also discuss some interesting topics like self-development, travel, what's best for our bodies in terms of nutrition and exercise, and even the World Seed Bank up in the Arctic Circle. I hope you enjoy destroying some myths with Mike and I today. Please don't forget to review and rate the podcast after the show, and I'll see you all at the end. All right, we are rolling. We're here today in Beau Morris, which is my hometown in Victoria. Thank you for coming down, Mike. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Really good to have you. So we're here today, guys, with Mike Case, you might know him better as Vegans Coach on Instagram. He's doing amazing work uh, helping others achieve strength goals, uh, nutrition goals, 
and also uh, doing a lot for other organizations that he donates to. So he's really crushing it um, in the whole food plant-based kind of domain. And yeah, happy to have you here, man. So That was quite an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to get into hearing about just a little bit about your background, where you're from. You've got a bit of an accent so mm-hmm. i don't think you're from uh <laughs> you're from melbourne but i'd love to hear you know a little bit about your journey growing yep. up and uh how you got here yeah so i'm um, growing up i uh, i actually lived in a, a little town in the north of england called huddersfield uh yorkshire and um so i grew up uh, in huddersfield you know all my life then i went to a university I, once i left i went to a leeds in the north of england to a university there and once i graduated from leeds i moved over to uh, new zealand um, and then from there, moved here and been in Australia now for uh, six years and uh, living permanently here in Oz. Oz. Beautiful, man. <laughs> so when you were in the UK, yep. um, were you, you know, as a younger guy, were you always into um, mm. lifting weights, strength? Um, yeah, 100%. Um, it's something that always aligned with me is in terms of like trying to be physical and using my body, um, and, you know, in lots of different ways. Yeah, I played rugby, um, every, you know, all, all the time. Rugby was my main my main outlet. Um, but in terms of, you know, weightlifting was also something I was very interested in as a youngster and something that would really, um, it was instilled in me. So I, I always did, you know, weight training. I was always really interested in it. Um, so yeah, I did that from a young age. I started probably when I was about 13, 12, 13, started lifting weights. Um, and it's just something I've always been really interested in, you know, in terms cool. of like, so that outlet. It's been, uh, yeah, it's something I've always done. Yep, that's nice. And I suppose, what was the, the impetus for moving to New Zealand? Was there something mm. something down there that... I don't know, it was destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it, there was something just calling me, you know, to that I didn't want to... Always, for me, I, I'm still like it now to a degree. I don't like to live life all the time in one spot. You know, I like to uh, move around a little bit. And, and I think with that brings change and then brings new opportunities and growth, you know. So for me, I don't like to uh, ever say stay somewhere for too long in one spot. And for, when I was in England, you know, one of my serious things in life is that I wanted to, um, you know, move and get out of there and, you know, experience new things. Um, so when I was younger, that was something that was always just at the forefront of mind that I wanted to go and experience life and go to the other side of the world and, you know, experience new, new, new different, um, you know, environments, different type of cultures, different people, you know, so that's something that really moved me away and, you know, going to New Zealand, I guess you can't get much further than England, you know, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, that was just something I always wanted to do, um, and experience new ways of being in different cultures. And so that's, that's what took me over there. Cool. So it was just for, for travel. Yeah, just for travel. I mean, I, I, to be honest, once I once I left England, I never really even knew if I was going back to England, to be honest. I was always, you know, I went over there not knowing I was ever going to come back. Um, so, you know, once I had uh, left, I, you know, I've just, just been here ever since, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then cool. time flow, flies by and here I am. Very cool. Mm. I haven't been in New Zealand myself, which yep. is kind of crazy because it's just across the yeah. That's the what Tasman. so many yeah. Aussies say, you know. I talk to Aussies, you've been to New Zealand? Nah, I've never been. And it's like... It's an amazing world there, you know. It's a whole different world. Yeah, I'd love to get over yeah, there. My brother is it. actually there right now. Oh, beautiful. As we us. speak. He's actually just flown into Auckland. It's for work. So right. nothing, I don't think it's anything too exciting on his yeah. end. But yeah. uh, in December, he went over with a couple of mates got mm-hmm. a, and his girlfriend got like a, a van 
um, that had, you know, been decked out with kitchen beds mm. and they drove, uh, I think it was the South Island. Right, fantastic. Um, but yeah, did that for a couple of weeks. So yeah. looks like a beautiful country. Mm. I can see why you uh, enjoyed yeah, moving, for sure. moving scenery. I mean, the reason I picked New Zealand um, really was uh, the nature there and yep. the environment. Um, you know, it was, it was just such a natural wonder, you know. So that's something that, you know, I felt where I was in England, you know, something that I craved and I wanted to go, you know, over to somewhere that's so much more picturesque and natural. Yeah. And really that's, you know, in many ways, that's where, you know, the whole thing started for me in terms of like, say, veganism or living to a more, um, you say, environmentally sustained lifestyle um, and living simpler and all these, all these, basically these values all came from me living in New Zealand. Um, just, you know, that they're, they're a more simpler life. And it just helped me question things a lot more. And then from there, I, you know, from came over here and, you know, it was really New Zealand and its simple lifestyle that, you know, helped me do, you know, make that transition and make those changes is very much from living in New Zealand, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Mm. I mean, you talk about uh, changes setting. Mm. So it's, it's quite simple, changes yeah. setting. It does bring about, I suppose, a new lens to look through. Yeah, definitely. And gives you you know new new things to learn yeah so i complete sure. i completely I've, i think yeah. travel is probably the the most beneficial thing anyone can ever do you know in terms of you know i see a, a lot of people that you know still live in the same place that they lived you know when they were kids and they've always lived in the same place and there's nothing wrong with that role in different journeys but you know for me i really wanted to go and see new things and and grow you know and i think the the most beneficial thing in terms of like say self-growth is to you know change your environment you know, and changing the people that you are around um, is a really good thing for opening up the mind and thinking differently, you know. Was there anything back in England mm -hmm. uh, about your lifestyle that you wanted to leave behind? Yeah, yeah. no, there was, there, was nothing, uh, there was nothing in England that I necessarily wanted to uh, leave behind as such as if, you know, England was a bad place or anything. Um, or any relationships or anything like that. No, I, you know, I, I actually enjoy England now more going back as a holiday, you know, going back visiting. I absolutely, I see England now through a different lens compared to being in the same daily grind, you know, coming from England. Um, it was just really more just, you know, getting out there and seeing new opportunities, new ways of, you know, living. Um, so that's something that just really attracted me. I knew that, you know, with me staying in England and always, you know, staying in the same place I grew up, you know, I didn't really expect to say anything much to change, you know. So in terms of like changing my environment, it would really change me, you know. So I guess that was um, probably the impetus to move and make, you know, changes there. So in New Zealand, was it the place that you actually decided to switch from a meat-eating diet? Yeah. yeah. So I moved over to, to Australia, um, but then I went back to New Zealand on a holiday and I met a good friend of mine who's actually in the pharmaceutical industry um who who showed me all this information you know the reason i actually ended up moving towards veganism is i remember you know i was i was following the traditional western diet you know the western way of eating you know eating a lot of protein with my training etc etc and you know that being the real forefront of where i was at my lenses were on you know make sure you get enough protein i remember being so fatigued so tired all the time and, you know, so this was around about, say, five, six years ago now. And I remember just being, so I was, you know, younger 20s and thinking, wow, this should be the absolute pinnacle of my life. I should be feeling great right now, you know. But I remember seeing being so fatigued all the time. And so my mate who's in the pharmaceutical industry, he showed me a lot of these, this information in New Zealand when I was there on holiday. And he was, you know, showed you the, the health, um, the health benefits of plant-based and also the, basically how, how animal products destroy health. 
you know, in the long term. And that, that totally did a uh, total 360 for me. It, it was nothing I ever heard before. You know, I was just like, this, this information is totally contradictory to anything I've heard before and totally contradicts to any, any of the athletes that I work with, you know, the advice I give them. But I'm going to be open-minded because the way that uh, the way I operate is if something isn't working for me right now, then I have to be open-minded. You know what I mean? And so I, I you know, I'm open-minded to make changes and see how it goes. And from that, you know, I, I, I actually gave myself the challenge, and it was I gave myself two weeks on a vegan diet. You know, I took away all animal products after seeing, you know, the 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 poor effects animal products have on health. And so I gave myself two weeks, and I immediately felt so much better. From eating a lot more, you know, a lot more plants, keeping animal products down. And from then I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a month. And then went for a month and six. And then then it then things started to change. It wasn't so much about health anymore. You you once you give yourself a bit of time off animal products, your eyes open up to a whole different world of, you know, the reason as to why, you know, you gave up an, you know, animal products. You know, it became more about now morals and ethics and seeing animal rights and you know, the environment, sustainability, a lot of things I didn't really care about before, you know what I mean? So, you know, for me at the start, it really came from a more selfish um, uh, background, you know, looking at health and thinking about myself. And then, you know, give yourself enough time off these products and, you know, a whole other world opens up and you end up seeing the world in a totally different light, you know? And it, yeah, it, it affects everything, you know, even the way I train now, it's affected the way I train, it affects the way I have relationships with other people. It affects everything, you know, my whole daily thinking now is totally different from giving up animal products. Yeah, it's crazy how just something simple as like what's on our plate yeah. can really start to transform yeah. the way we look at life. Yeah, for sure. Um, I find it interesting that uh, the, the friend of yours worked in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. Yeah. I often think of the pharmace- pharmaceutical industry <laughs> as like this big yeah, demon. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He was um, he was a very enlightened soul in many ways. Um, uh, he he. Um, I'm not not sure how much he he loves uh, the pharmaceutical industry as such. I don't you know. I'm not sure, but he he um, he he's very holistic thinking, which is very much a kind of contradictory of pharmaceutical industry, you know. And I think he kind of wants to move towards more the space of of whole, wholesome living, you know. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting uh, uh, contradiction, I guess, in a way that you know someone in the pharmaceutical industry thinks so holistically. Yeah. Well, because the pharmaceutical industry is literally built on reductionism, you know, and it's 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 you know if you are if you have a, a holistic philosophy, but you are thinking in a reductionistic manner, you kind of lose the ball every time. You know what I mean? It's it, you know it's it is an interesting paradox that. For but sure. It's, it's it certainly helped me, you know, uh, tenfold, and you know, so it's it was really changed my life, you know. Yeah. Very cool. That yeah. Something simple yeah. as a conversation can just open your eyes. Yeah, to, for sure. And it's cool that you're open-minded because mm. I think um, a lot of us, and I have definitely been in the past, there were definitely opportunities um, in my past where mm. I could have been more open-minded to a conversation mm. about vegetarianism or veganism mm-hmm. rather than being open-minded, kind of shut it down. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think we've now, all been there. I think timing is a big thing, you know. Um, uh, hearing a message and and there's a difference between hearing a message and actually hearing the message and taking it in, mm. you know. And I think you know we all put a lot of boundaries up and you know a lot of roadblocks up, you know. That I don't want. I know the information, but I don't want to change. I'm not ready for it. You know what I mean? You can you can throw as much scientific data down someone's neck or you know as much as possible or animal rights or any of these things. But if someone's not ready to change, I mean, it's 
then then they're not ready to change you know and i think it's just about timing you know For sure. and, and so i guess that's also to be respected is that you know people are on different paths and i think timing is a big thing in life you know and i think you know when you i think when you take a look at the world you take a look at our bodies i think it's just about being an observer and it's something that's really helped me question a lot more things you know, and, and just making observations, you know, as we were saying before about, you know, you can look at, like, say, science, and science is a, a piece of the puzzle, but I think also, I think Mother Nature has a lot of answers, you know, just being ob an observer and having a look at what's happening in nature, and, you know, animals that are very similar to us, what are they doing, and, you know, animals that are dissimilar to us, what are they doing, you know, and how do they behave, and, you know, I get so many questions all the time about, you know, or, you know, what do I think of this, or how should I be like that, and I think, you know, you're, you're asking me, and I could be wrong, you know what I mean, I could, I could be biased, I could have alternating views, I think the wisest thing that we could do when we have a question in, in many fundamentals is actually look at what Mother Nature is doing, you know what I mean, and in terms of like if we can look towards more what mother nature is doing i think we can become have a lot of the answers to what we you know have questions to you know and i think there's a big teacher there that we're not using or not utilizing as well as we should be yeah absolutely i mean looking at um like as you said before you know science has its place it's mm. without a doubt important mm. um but a lot of science is also quite reductionist mm. looking at very um i suppose very uh, things under a microscope mm, and you're manipulating things mother nature is mm. not under a microscope mm. it is you know this broad thing with you know lots of reactions uh taking place at any one time mm -hmm. um and animals in nature mm -hmm. you know you're big on the gorilla <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um yourself but yeah looking to those animals that we are alike mm. And, and seeing what they do intuitively, mm -hmm. instinctively mm -hmm. is interesting. Because mm. I think, and I don't know if, what do you think about like us? Have we lost our intuition? Mm. Have we lost the I, feeling mm. of, um, you know, or the, the mind-body kind of connection? Yeah, I think that's a fascinating topic. I think in terms of like, have we lost our intuition? I think, I think our intuition is there, but we're not listening to it. You know what I mean? Because we are so inundated with information. And we're pulled left, right, and center. Whereas I think that the answer, like in many a truth, is right under our nose, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but we don't look at it, you know what I mean? And we, we, um, we, we've lost connection to it. And that connection has been severed by, you know, lots of different things. By, of course, you know, opposing opinions, culture, what my friends are doing. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a natural instinct not to think differently to the tribe. You know what I mean? Otherwise, mm. the tribe will throw me out. I mean, that's innate. You know what I mean? to think like the masses. And I think, you know, when you question what they are, the masses are doing, it's not necessarily what they are doing is, is the truth. You know what I mean? They're only, they're only working in a way that's creating the, you know, the economy and boosting the economy up, but it's not necessarily what the, uh, the truth is, you know? And I think, you know, when you start thinking about, well, what, what more is, what's more aligned with the truth, you know what I mean? Rather than necessarily what's right or wrong, you know what I mean? In terms of say what is right could be an opinion. You know what I mean? Someone's, someone else's reality versus your reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Their yeah. right versus yeah, your right sure. what's could right? be completely so, different. I, mean, I think it, it comes from a different angle. You know, instead of saying, okay, well, what's right? You know, what's right for me might not be right for you, but what is good? You know what I mean? And to think about what's good, you know, and in terms of like, say, what's the good choice universally? 
you know, for people, for the animals, for the environment, I think then it becomes a lot more aligned that plants really have all the answers that we need, you know, and I've I found that, you know, the more and more I've lived towards that kind of ethic, that kind of thought process, you know, the better my life has become, the cleaner I feel, the calmer I feel, you know, um, and my relationships, everything's got better as a result of it, you know. Um, and I think, you know, it really is a connection, that intuition that has been severed by an awful lot by, you know, advertising, corporation, you know, what the culture is doing, what society is doing. But you've got to remember that society and culture is always changing, you know, it's just a story, you know. And so I think that's a, um, a big, you know, a big, a big thing, you know. Yeah, that's an interesting point for sure, because we do get locked into uh, tradition, mm. uh, our cultures. Yeah. It's often, it's often a reason for not changing mm. you know my culture is this my mm. tradition is this mm. and i couldn't possibly remove this from my diet mm. um because of those reasons but that is an interesting perspective that society and culture is it's a moving flowing ever-changing thing, thing. Yeah. it's yeah, not yeah. actually anchored yeah um so that is very interesting that's yeah. cool you touched on the calmness yeah what do you think is because I've heard this multiple times mm. I've chatted about this with previous guests um, adopting a plant-based lifestyle mm-hmm. and then having a, a calmness about uh, our nature mm-hmm. a shift I, I've definitely felt it I used to be quite an anxious mm. um, I suppose an anxious um, angry kind of you know young guy mm-hmm. But shifting my diet mm. definitely just, I don't know, it, it's, yeah. it centered me or it brought about a new, um, a new outset. Yeah, a so, new feeling. Yeah. I find it's like a new feeling. You know, it's, it's very anecdotal. You know, I don't have measurements or numbers to put down on the table for you as to why that could be. I mean, in terms of, you know, from plants, you know, you could talk about different minerals that could be causing calmness and, you know, the avoidance of other, you know, parts of the food that's calling calmness but i think really it's you know from a, maybe a spiritual level it's kind of like once you once you're there and you once you're doing it and that it feels right you know and i feel that you know that feeling of what you were doing is good then then that creates calmness but i also used to suffer a lot of anxiety as a youngster i used to get full-blown anxiety attacks and um also you know aggression and things like this Whereas then since I've adopted, you know, the, you know, the plant way, it's, it, yeah, I feel a lot more calmer with it, you know what I mean? A lot more calmer, you know, in my environment. And I also feel like my relationship to other animals has changed an awful lot, you know, in terms of, you know, there's like, there's no differentiation between animals anymore, you know what I mean? And then how does that affect now how I treat people, you know what I mean? Is in terms of, you know, differentiating, like, say, if we can easily say, oh, well, the cow is used for this or the pig is used for this, but the lion, no, respect the lion, you know, he's the king of the jungle or, you know, respect the, uh, you know, another animal, say, for example, you know, respect the gorilla or whatnot. But then we use these other animals here. Then how does that then convey to how I see other people? Now, if I can say something as fundamental as the way that I eat, you know, and I see like, say, you know, this, these animals are the same as these animals. They have no differentiation. They're all equal, just as I'm equal. Then that really then changes the way that I look at people. You know what I mean? We're all kind of like one. And I think like in terms of like, say, you know, maybe coming from a more spiritual aspect, but just intuitively, it brings a level of calmness. 
you know what I mean? There's no comparison anymore, or there's no like, oh well, this this one has that and this one does this job. They all they're all the same, you know what I mean? And I feel like that brings a very much a level of calmness, and you know, less um, there's less like say manipulation on people's minds as you know, this animal's used for this and this animal's used for that, or this person is you know treated this way and this person is treated this way you know what i mean we're all the same you're all the same you know right it's <laughs> i suppose we're very used to having this hierarchy mm. of humans at the top yeah and then the animals yeah. do have their own kind of hierarchy where like you For know sure. your lions tigers giraffes mm. elephants are seen as you know mm. incredible yeah animals that deserve to be yeah treated with respect and not killed in their own environment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we can follow it go down, down the list yeah oh probably <laughs> let's put dogs and cats at the top of that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. they're yeah, the ones yeah. we you know <laughs> we feed we, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we clean up after mm. them and but my message is, is is like imagine how wonderful the world would be if you saw all dogs you know what i mean like every all they were all dogs the way that we feel about dogs imagine if you saw a cow as a dog or a pig as a dog or a mouse as a dog all of a sudden everything becomes a lot more vibrant and everything everything is vibrant but we've lost it we've severed it society's cut that off you know is in terms of you know as a, as a kid you know so you want when we talk about in what is innate what is natural to the human spirit you know in terms of like um Kids are excited about animals. Kids love animals, you know what I mean? And kids do not want to harm animals, you know? And that is something in terms of like something that is innate in all children, you know what I mean? And it's innate in adults, but somewhere along the line that is severed, you know, and that is cut. And it's an, it's an it's incredibly interesting process as to w- at what point does that happen? You know, where does that sever occur? Is it, you know, and it, it, does, it does happen, you know, through society. Is it that something changes where we, uh, we no longer care and it really is, it does come down to that, you know, thing is, is in like say society to do harm. It's not necessarily to, it's not necessary to be malice, but it's, it's just a lack of, of understanding and empathy. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think that that is something that does, you know, can create problems is in that we just need to try and find our empathy again, you know, for all animals and all beings and trying to minimize suffering. And by minimizing suffering, you know, on our plates or with each other, I think then we find a more oneness with one another and we, we become a lot calmer for, for the effect of it. You know what I mean? Just as a natural consequence of eating more plants. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's simple. I do <laughs> like, though, that not only the treating of other non-human beings mm. giving you the sense of calmness mm. but also being able to then go about treating other humans mm. with a th- with the same level res- of respect, respect. Iris- yeah. ira- you know regardless of mm. where they are on this you know societal societal rank you know mm. if they're ceo of xyz business or yeah. they're you know the the teacher at the local school yeah it doesn't matter. No. You know, treat them the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I like that yeah. you've been yeah. using the, uh, you know, the, the level playing field of all animals yeah, yeah, yeah. also yeah, for people with humans. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's, you know, incredibly important. And I think it is just a... a I, I never thought of myself going down this road or thinking like this. If you would have said to me 10 years ago, this is the way you're going to be thinking, you know, I would... I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been ready for it you know I wouldn't have thought Definitely. about it you know I wouldn't even know what we're talking about right now it'd been I'd been off somewhere else like this is going whoosh, over yeah. my head you know <laughs> I wouldn't have been there 
but you know as you as you do remove animal products from our diet there is a definite shift in questioning and thinking you know and in terms of you know thinking about you know how we treat each other and how we it's just a natural consequence you know what i mean and for me it didn't even start off about animals or start off about environment or any of these things as i said before simply of of just changing towards making my health better you know mm. been a large shift over six mm, years five six years you know yeah. i think it's just thinking you know thinking differently and it's and it's a journey you know and a lot of people they 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 make the changes and they want those changes to be immediate you know what i mean and for some they may have quite immediate changes but for me it was two weeks i started feeling a lot better but you know things can also take time you know what i mean and in terms of our body you know people do an awful lot because they want to change the aesthetic or the appearance of their body but things take time you know i i generally tell people you know give it a good year you know how long you've been doing it you know they're like oh i want to see change i want to see change how long you've been doing it i've been doing it two weeks you know what i mean give yourself time you know what i mean give it you know give a good period of time for things to change because you're not just changing it's not just about like say just changing muscles you're changing cells you know changing something that's quite complex you know so you know you're you're, uh, you're changing from the inside out you know so i mean things really do take a, a long period of time you know and for some people those changes make them quicker but you know just stay the course and give things time to change you know i think we live in a society now where it is very immediate, immediate. we yeah. want the uh you know the the feedback mm. immediately and it's um it's definitely seeping into other areas of our life so as a person that was you know an athlete mm-hmm. as a non-vegan mm-hmm. what what things did you start to see in the gym mm. um you know not immediately mm. but over you know over, over time what did you start time. to notice from making the switch things i noticed from an athletic perspective was my recovery was getting quicker, you know, and it was getting better. Um, uh, fatigue in between sessions was a lot less. And um, there was also things that weren't athletic too that improved, like my skin and my hair, you know, those, there's like little things like that. Oh, wow. And then sleep improved. Sleep improved a hell of a lot, you know, from making the changes. And then the course that improves athletic performance, you know, is in terms of resting better. You know, if you rest better, then you will wake up better. You know what I mean? They're like that yin yang balance, you know, between sleep and awakeness, you know? So in terms of like, you know, I was sleeping a lot better and waking up, you know, not needing the alarm so much and repeating the alarm and no, just another 10 minutes. I got up out of bed and started feeling really good, you know? And, you know, again, these can be quite anecdotal, but, you know, also the things improved, like um, blood tests improved for me too. You know, I found um, uh, blood blood markers, uh, the uh, the liver, things like that, all these little things improved a lot um, from switching my diet up. Because, again, I was coming from quite a uh, protein-heavy diet, you know, from animal products and, you know, using a lot of, like, say, your animal product protein powders and all these other things. And, you know, there was, when I had blood tests, you know, they said, oh, well, you know, your, your liver is, you know, working quite hard for you, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, and just ignored it, kept doing what I'm doing. It wasn't until I started getting quite tired that, you know, I was, it needed to make those changes. I knew something wasn't right. And that's, you know, when obviously when this, you know, guy, you know, from the pharmaceutical, my friend from the pharmaceutical industry helped change. But in terms of, you know, I found also like other things I've, parameters I found improved was also like, say, my strength improved a lot. Um, body weight stuff, endurance, you know, obviously endurance improved a lot too, you know, in terms of like the ability to keep going. Um, and I guess, you know, obviously cleaner blood, cleaner endurance, you know, and longer endurance. 
um, and found I don't fatigue as quickly. You know, I find that those were like the main markers of improvement for me, switching my, just switching my diet up, you know, and eating more plants. That's really mm. cool. Mm. Um, that's one, the, the recovery is something that we hear from athletes a lot. Yeah. Um, do you think more pros will start to adopt? I think they already it's, are. It's, it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they already are. I mean, there are, there, in terms of like, say, when you have a look at a lot of, um, you say, take a lot of competitions, whether it's the NFL or sprinters or you know that a lot of people are already are changing you know what i mean but it's just a gradual it's a gradual shift you know and you know it's 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 incredibly interesting i mean you've all it's such a complex topic you've got people who have huge influence now who have they have no you know they we have influencers you know what i mean who who have a big say in terms of like you know what the masses should be doing and everyone follows you know what i mean (laughs) <laughs> right yeah 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 yeah. we all follow we all follow what that person wants to tell us you know i i really could bring it back to the experience of of ourself you know is if, if something isn't working for you change it you know what i mean and and we all follow what this person says you know what i mean but we really we really need to also get back to where what what it is that you know our experience tells us an awful lot i think and i find like in terms of like say a lot of athletes a lot of athletes already are changing over you know what i mean but regardless, it's the changes that we make for ourselves that I think is important, not necessarily what's just happening on the athletic stage. That is an important message. That that is very important. I think mm. it's it's easy for us to it's easy to look to up. look up and say, oh well, if uh, you know if He's Tom Brady's doing it, then I don't think I'll do it. I, yeah, better do it. But <laughs> yeah. as you said, if if we start adopting, you mm. know, the diet of yeah. XYZ yeah. athlete in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. The demands on their body is a lot different than the demands I'm asking my body. Yeah, for sure. Might not work as well for me. For sure. Start to your message is to start thinking more about how we're feeling ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And look, it sounds corny, but kind of look within. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't always be looking up at what, what you know, mm. don't always be looking up at other people. You know what I mean? And we're always putting people on upon a limelight and saying, well, whatever he does, I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think you know there's there is an incredibly wise thing to do is to look within yourself. What needs changing? Look at nature. Nature is a great teacher over Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And yeah. Tom Brady's great. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. Tom Brady. But nature, I think, I think is a cooler teacher. You know, go out yeah. and have a look at what's happening. You know what I mean? With the animals, with the plants, with the world, the environment, with the climate. You know what I mean? Mm. What, what, when are animals sleeping? You know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a lot more of an important teacher that we've we've severed the connection with rather than looking in our magazine and seeing who's who's doing what diet this week you know what i mean yeah real true that's very true very true <laughs> um speaking of that you are in an industry where you are coaching people mm-hmm. um when you made the switch mm-hmm. you know you're you're helping people not only with their their training regime mm. but also their nutrition Mm-hmm. So at that point in time, you know, you're eating an animal heavy mm. diet. Mm. <laughs> what were you encouraging people to eat then? Yeah. And then when this challenge came from your mate, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. what started to happen with your coaching? Do you know what? It's quite a phasey, uh, in my memory, it's quite, it's quite uh, gray for me, really. And that's an interesting point. Mike went away on holiday and all of a sudden his advice has <laughs> yeah. changed. I actually don't know. I think it was just, a, um, I've seen this information 
and and I've I've changed. I've changed my diet. And if you want to know something about it, you know, come along and ask. You know what I mean? And then I became more and more vocal about it. Um, but, I, you know, in terms of, um, uh, I, I just changed, you know what I mean? I, I, very quickly, I changed very quick. And and um, my message changed, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, that is that is actually another, that brings on another interesting point is the fact is that we don't want to, ch- you know, we don't want to change our message because that means I could have been wrong. You know what I mean? So we don't, we don't want to change our message. We want to keep doing what we're doing, you know what I mean? And not show that we could have been wrong, you know what I mean? And that's the thing in terms of, like, say, being adaptable. It's important to be adaptable and not necessarily uh, right or wrong. You know what I mean? And be be able to be able to adapt, rather than um, the idea that you know I'm never wrong. You know what I mean? Right. I could be wrong on lots of things. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing. So could Tom Brady. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but in terms of like, you know, just being adaptable and and making those changes. I don't really know. I, th- I for me, I just changed. You know, in terms of what I gave people. Yep. And I said, you know, I think that this is the yeah, the right way to go, and and a lot of them made changes with me, and a lot of them, you know, kept doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? I can time. just I can just imagine like <laughs> me rocking up to the gym on Tuesday and like, yep, you know, go home, have your steamed chicken yeah. and your broccoli and your sweet potato, <laughs> and then coming in on Wednesday, mate, you've got to switch to a whole food plant based diet. What the hell's yeah, going what's on? What's going on here? What's yeah yeah, yeah your advice changed? <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. think if you if you decide to, you know, not want to be wrong mm. and you don't want to speak up with mm. your new message, yeah. what you believe to be, yeah. you know, helpful yeah. and true. For sure. Uh, then, yeah, your message gonna, is going to go unheard. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. That's just a part of growth, you know. I think, I think it was Charles Darwin. He said that the strongest species, uh, it's not the strongest species that will survive. It's the ones that are most adaptable to change. You know, so it's not necessarily the physically the strongest that will always outlast through evolution. It's the ones that are most adaptable, you know. So in terms of that, it's not about being really strong in my opinions, but being adaptable to them, you know what I mean? And being able to change, you know what I mean? Oh, maybe I was wrong on that, you know what I mean? I'm not right all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and being all right with that, you know what I mean? I can't be right all the time. There may be things I even say here that may not be right, you know what I mean? There's things that we've de- dealt with all the time that aren't right. People have a real problem with that. It's like a, It's like an ego thing. You know what I mean? But in terms of like that, you know, it's it's just about, you know, being adaptable. You know? I think it's key even, yeah, it's key. Like having heard this information now and watched, you know, the, the usual documentaries that everyone has seen mm. or a lot of people have seen, mm. remaining open to the possibility that there are parts of our learning in those documentaries mm. that could be incorrect mm. or, you mm. know, there could be a new perspective that yeah, is sure. actually equally as good or better. Mm. So, yeah, I think that is important to stay adaptable. Yeah. Uh, even if you have made the switch to a plant-based diet, be open to, yeah, to I mean, new possibilities. I mean, in terms of, like, say, adapt, you know, adaptability in the plant-based diet, a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm going to start making V-gains and it's going to be like, uh, it must be pretty boring, just plants, you know. But there's loads of different, there's loads of different variety vast majority of our choices within food regardless are plants you know what i mean in terms of like say on a universal scale there are so many plants that we could be eating you know what i mean and in terms of that i mean even people who already are vegan one mistake that we often make is that we if you have a look at terms like say the food that you're eating on a a weekly basis 
it's the same foods we get into our routine and we eat the same foods over and over again and so that we're not putting in any um uh, we're not bringing any variety into our you know into our life you know in terms of like say from different plants you know and you know eating a variety of different plants all have the different health benefits you know what i mean and so you know in terms of, in terms of that you know it's also been adaptable with that and you know finding what what works for you you know so going back to that i think the the lack of diversity on an animal-based diet mm. um i think we and i've definitely been in that situation where you get very hung up on just mm. a few things just mm. meat dairy and eggs mm. and it seems like this impossible thing to even contemplate switching them for plant-based uh, alternatives so what do you think about you know in um in your line of work you know getting stronger making uh making gains mm. and having this mentality that you need to eat muscle to gain muscle mm. why is this something that's not necessarily true why can you actually mm. get in the gym get strong mm. on a plant-based diet how is it possible again i think it's again like what we said about like looking at nature you know we're eating muscle that has been created on you know plants you know what i mean and then we're eating muscle to make muscle but in terms of like say when we look at like say nature a lot of the a lot of what we are eating has been actually made from plants you know naturally or it should be naturally i mean i don't say that literally because now cows eat eat more fish you know because we we overfish to such an extent and we put fish in cow feed you know what i mean but naturally for the cow's diet um you know when we when we're eating we're eating a lot of like say we have a look at nature in terms of like also our closest relatives you know either 100 percent or very heavily plant-based you know uh, in terms of like say the great apes it, it it just to me it just aligns with nature you know and uh, the whole idea that you need to eat muscle to make muscle just simply isn't true you know what i mean that's a more of a marketing scam you know, to try and make money out of animal agriculture, you know, quite simply, like, in terms of, like, what, 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 what is the truth, rather than, like, say, what is culturally accepted, it just, it, it's a, um, yeah, in terms of, like, eating muscle to make muscle is, is not true, you know, is it, hmm. yeah, yeah, simple as that, you know, is that, in terms of, like, say, you know, eating more, more plants, you, you get a more broad range of different nutrients and minerals, um and vitamins from from eating plants than you do from animal products and that's that's something that really is different about animal products to animal product uh plant plant protein or plant plant made foods is that with animal products you you have very extremes you know you've got like totally void in some nutrients and very heavily in others you know what i mean um whereas plants give you more of a balance of across the board of everything you need if you eat whole you know what i mean so in terms of that regard, you know, plants have everything that you need, you know what I mean? If you eat whole, you know, unless you've got like, say, some sort of issue where you are not digesting a certain, you know, some, some something or other, you know, then in terms of like, say, plants, you have everything that you need, you know, it, it becomes easy, you know, like, kind of like what we said before, you know, I mean, at the start, you may not feel it's easy, but in terms of it really does get easy. I think once you more simplify, go more towards what nature says, the game just becomes a lot more simple and a lot easier. 
um, because you're, you know, that simplification rather than trying to complex it up with a lot more of a reductionistic pro- approach like I used to have, you know, about making sure I'm eating so much protein a day and, you know, making sure you're hitting these numbers and things like that. You know, I think once you concentrate on plants, it becomes quite, quite an easy process, you know. Just by eating a diverse range of whole food plant-based yeah. um, options, yeah. you are automatically hitting yeah, what you need. Yeah, even naturally. as an athlete. Yeah, yep. I find like naturally, you know, you you get everything that you uh, that you need. You know, as long as you're eating like I say a diverse range and you're eating enough calories, then you're then you're getting everything that you uh, need really on whole food, plant based whole foods. You know, unless you have some sort of gut issue, of uh, or some sort of absorption issue, which you know could be more predisposed issues rather than um, you know, or, or an environmental issue. Um, but you know, in terms of like say animal animal products, they don't they they come with a lot of baggage. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're great. That's really great. You get a lot of protein, but look at what else you get with it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, I, I liken it to the adage of like, it's like you're, you've got a boat that's that's slowly filling up with water and you've got a bucket and you want to try and get the water out of the boat as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Now, it, it's you may have more protein, but you're also getting a lot of baggage of other things. You know, hemine, TMAO, saturated fat, cholesterol, all these other things, no fiber all these issues you know so that that causes a lot of different issues within the human body then you've also got you know things that are environmental to that animal protein you've got you know um uh, things that have been injected into the animal hormones antibiotics etc etc you know so these things do not run well with our guts and they do not run well with our bodies you know so in terms of creating you know better athletic performance i think plants as an alternative, you know, not, not only do they liken us and bring us more into what is naturally, you know, designed for us in terms of nature, but they, they're also just better overall regardless. You know, you're getting a whole range of different nutrients, whereas in animal products, you're getting high in some, but you're getting a whole lot of baggage with everything else, you know? Definitely. Mm. Yeah, I agree with the, you know, looking at it from a perspective of what else am I getting from this mm. rather than meat as protein. Yeah. What else is coming with the protein? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably a, a really key thing to be to be looking at because mm. we are seeing young guys in the gym externally looking very fit and healthy mm. that are having heart attacks early in life. We see two things, particularly within the male population, is exactly what you said. You're seeing you're seeing young guys that externally look great and and but inside they're not doing so great as i was one of them and two you're seeing older men guys who get older who eventually end up becoming um very estrogenic you know you're seeing like say you know man boobs you know and a lot of like estrogen dominant problems you know so you're seeing like say two ends of the scale a lot in our western culture western society is that you're yeah you're seeing young guys die younger you know, and you're seeing older guys turn, you know, into, you know, very much estrogen dominated, you know. So, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an inter- that's an interesting subject in itself, you know. Definitely. Mm. And another really interesting, when we talk about like looking at nature, is it's only herbivores that end up dying, can die from atherosclerosis. I mean, true carnivore, take a lion. You know, a lion, you know, in terms of like, say, its digestive tract and what it can do with that protein, you know, that fibrous protein, it's in and out very quick. 
it synthesizes its own vitamin C. It's got, you know, it's, it's got everything equipped for dealing with, with eating animal products where we do not have what is equipped for dealing with animal products. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, you know, the whole idea is, is human herbivores or omnivore. What, you know, in terms of like say omnivorous animals, when you look at omnivorous animals, you know, like say the, probably the most co- one that is most similar to us in many ways would be the pig. You know what I mean? Now in terms of let's say any other animal, the bear, the raccoon, the dog, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't represent humans. They all have a very similar snout, you know what I mean? In terms of, like, say, when you look at, say, herbivores, we all have things that are very much in common. You know, we don't lap up the water with our tongue. You know, we suck to drink water, you know, and we sweat through our pores. We have a lot, there's an awful lot of information. We need vitamin C from out in the external world. There's a lot of things that we have on our body that is very much lines us to be more herbivorous you know what i mean um we need external tools to bring down animals you know what i mean and it's very interesting in terms of, like say looking through like evolution in terms of, like say where did meat eating come from for humans you know i mean at some point you know in society well not in society society probably hasn't even been made yet we're talking about like neanderthals is 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 that you know where where did meat eating come from and you know the idea that we probably were more like say scavengers you know, as opportunistic rather than, the, you know, real big hunters that, that, you know, we're made to believe in our textbooks. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the looking to nature mm. um, is, is very interesting. The, the fact you bring up there with a, a truly carnivorous animal mm. will not get as what, how do you pronounce atherosclerosis? Uh, yeah, atherosclerosis. Yeah, yeah which is heart blo- disease, blockage of the arteries, arteries yeah. for, from yeah saturated fat cholesterol, and we know this. And the exact same thing has been happening. You know, the exact same thing happened to our grandparents' generation with cigarettes. Yep. You know, everyone smokes cigarettes, and everyone loves cigarettes, and even the doctors told you to smoke cigarettes, and everyone smokes cigarettes. You know, your mum, your dad, the priest, everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, you know, everyone did it. And it was a part of culture, it was part of society. And if you didn't smoke cigarettes, you were a bit, you were a bit alternative, mm. you know. And, and the exact same thing has happened. And the science was out 30, 40 years that, you know, cigarettes, you know, caught a direct link between that and lung cancer. And, you know, everyone ignored it. And, and a lot of science was manipulated. And we're going through that same thing now. It's kind of like history repeats itself, you know mm. what I mean? And it's got, been out for a good 30, 40 years about, you know, saturated fat cholesterol, you know, causes atherosclerosis, one of our number one killers in the world, you know? And, and, and yet, you know, there's an awful lot of people saying, oh, no, no, it doesn't. It's, you know, sugar or it's this, that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of confusion around it. Whereas the science looks pretty clear, you know? If what we're eating mm. causes our number one killer, mm. then can it be healthy <laughs> in any form? Yeah. If we are, you know, eating meat mm. and it's giving us heart disease, mm. then why are we arguing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, the other question also would be, well, if, if, if eating these things cause our biggest killer then how do we get out of that? How do we get out of that trap? Well, then eating something else must be its protector or its opposite, you know what I mean? It's total yin to yang kind of thing. You know, then eating something must be a form of protection, you know, and in terms of like, you know, let food buy our medicine, he wasn't talking about bacon, eggs and sausages. Can't have been. No. <laughs> Can't have been. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, fruits, vegetables, eat the rainbow, eat the colors, eat the variety, you know? Yep. Yeah. No, 100%. Mm. Um, also, 
you know, being in the gym yeah. as a dude, yeah. do you get a lot of questions when you're wearing, you know, your, your V-Gain shirts? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you tackle uh, someone coming or how do you approach someone coming to you and saying, you know, Mike, are you, mm. are you actually vegan? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm meat heavy and um, yeah, I don't know how you mm. could possibly do that. Yeah, I think the first thing is is like is to, you know, break down barriers and break down labels, you know, and realize for for me this is where it comes from for me and something I've developed on is is to try and break away from judgment, you know what I mean? It's very it can be very quick for them to judge me or me to judge them. You know what I mean? And we got to break that, you know, in terms of like say making any judgment on people for what they do. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not it's it's more like um trying to meet people with understanding. You know what I mean? That that person is exactly who I was, you know, six years ago. You know what I mean? And so, you know, in terms of like, say, when someone comes up to me, you know, I'll talk to them and, and you know, if they have, you know, if they want to have any questions, I always answer any questions that they have. And I'll try and answer them as honestly as possible, you know. But I, yeah, I, I, I do, I do I try and do it in a way that's, you know, understanding you know what I mean, of of where I'm at, where they're at, you know what I mean? And it's not like I'm at the end of my road either, you know what I mean? I'm always, I'm still a student, I'm always still trying to learn more and more things, I don't have all the answers, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I think it's just a case of just continuous learning and beginning to question things more. And I think, I really like the adage of like, you know, planting the seed, you know what I mean? Rather than telling that, you know, that kid or that person, oh, they're wrong, you know, is more, you know, just look into this information, see what you think about it. And I found that's been a lot more beneficial for not only spreading, you know, the, the, the vegan movement or, you know, even just a movement to become more, you know, more empathetic, you know what I mean? And, and more compassionate in society. I find it's just a really good way of, of just, you know, breaking down barriers, you know what I mean? To try and be understanding, what seeds do you like to plant? What are your what are your go tos? A good bicep flex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, um yeah, good uh, good good like seeds that I like to plant is you know just you know obviously the first question anyone asks me is oh you know where did you get your protein or where do you get your protein or you know and it's you know exact same place as your protein got their protein you know what I mean and 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 you know what does that mean you know what's he th- what's he saying there you know and it's it's just getting trying to get people to think more you know what i mean i i also lend out a lot of books you know to everybody you know in terms of like i always like passing books on you know i don't like holding on to stuff or holding on to you know books for me to read and all the time i read through them and i like to pass them on to other people you know and so you know there's, there's quite a few books i always end up you know passing on or whatnot and you know, read through this and take, just check it out. Have a look, see what you which, think. Which books do you recommend? Mm, there's a whole heap of different books I enjoy. I really liked her Proteinaholic by Dr. Gareth Davis. That was interesting. I really liked the way he wrote it, wrote, well, wrote it because it was, um, he, he, it, it was done in a way that, that, you know, anyone can read it and understand it and it wasn't really scientific and lots of graphs and this, oh, God. You know, it was quite simple and anyone could read it and enjoy it, you know, and his way of writing was quite good. So, I, you know, I passed that one around a lot. But there's a whole heap. I like Whole too by Dr. T. Colin Campbell. That was a really good one, you know, in terms of like say, you know, that's also talking about from the uh, the industry and like, you know, obviously the benefits of whole foods diet, but also the way that, you know, industry is manipulating things an awful lot and, you know, how, how, you know, like the supplement industry or, or, you know, any, any of these things, the multivitamin industry, how they're affecting things an awful lot and how people feel like they need, need those things. 
Whereas, you know, it's talking about the benefits of a whole foods diet. I found that was really interesting too. Good segue into into something that is uh, used a lot in um, you know in gym circles, mm. supplements. Mm. It's a big topic of conversation. Mm. Um, what do you? What's your stance on that? Like, uh, you know, mm. do you use protein powders? Do you recommend any? Yeah. How I, and creatine? Yeah, for sure. Stuff like that. I use it occasionally, like as a as a backup. Um, you know, in terms of like, say, you know, protein powders, I use it here and there, you know, it's just something to add in my smoothies is more of an enjoyment, you know, in terms of like, say as a nutritional need, it's not a nutritional need by any means. I don't think, I think you can get everything you need from a whole foods plant-based diet. And that's really where your number one priority and focus should be, you know? And I think like, say down at the, if you think about it as a pyramid at the very bottom, the most important thing is your health because without your health, you cannot build anything else on top of that. Never mind, like say aesthetics or things you want to achieve at the top. Your health is number one important. You know what I mean? Let's get that down right first. So that comes from nature. That comes from whole foods. You know what I mean? Now, in terms of, like, say, supplements, there may be a time and a need to take uh, some form of supplements, um, you know, for lots of different reasons. Um, you know, as I've said before about, you know, any gut issues or absorption issues that someone may have, whether it's predisposed or whether it's environmental, you know, there may be different issues about why someone would take a, a multi, you know, different vitamins or something like that. But... You know, on the whole, I do believe in a whole foods plant-based diet, you know. Yeah, for sure. In terms of like, say, you know, for my for myself and then I, for me and myself, I, I occasionally use like the protein powders. Mm. So how do you structure your meals? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you build them? Yeah, for sure. In terms of like, um, uh, for me, it's like I enjoy, I, I look at like, say, what are the energy givers? So you've got, you know, your whole grains, your starches, you know, um, yeah, oats, things like that. So I make sure that they're in there during the day to ensure that I'm getting enough energy, you know. And then on there, I build also like a lot of like, you know, leafy greens, focusing also on greens, you know. So like see different vegetables, uh, kale, spinach, you know, broccoli, you know, bok choy, using also the Asian greens. There's lots of different varieties of greens and make sure you're getting enough of those, you know, in each of your meals, you know. And then also then you've got your things like say beans, lentils, legumes, tofu, tempeh that you can use, you know, if you're good with soy, you know, there's lots of different varieties and you can really mix and match it up you can cook it sometimes and not cook it you know what i mean you can eat it raw you know not always fall into the trap of cooking everything all the time you can also eat a lot of raw things you know and in terms of like say with fruits you know make sure you've got fruits in there and eating a different variety of things you know it's interesting also in terms of like say fruits you know how they've changed over periods of time you know i mean there was used to be such a thing called a banana seed bananas used to have seeds you know, and, and how, how we've manufactured those to change over time because of demand and things like that. So also eating a lot of stone fruits or things like that. There's, a, there's lots of different varieties that you can eat, you know what I mean? So in terms of like also berries and things like that, you know, eating a lot of berries, you know. So yeah, real mix of different, you know, fruits and vegetables. But you may find, you know, and, and different individuals may find that they run off better off some fruits than others, you know what I mean? Didn't know bananas had seeds. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. back in the day, and and you know, this then brings out another question: is is like, well, what happens if we always end up buying seedless fruit, and we create a demand for seedless fruit? Then it brings more seedless fruit. So then what? So then there's less demand on seeded fruit. What then happens um, as a direct consequence of that? Well, then obviously the supply for seedless fruit goes up. But then, like, say for example, say there was. Um, 
any problem that happened environmentally in the world, well, we've just gone and got a load of seedless fruit on offer and no seeds, you know what I mean? I know in the North Pole, I think it's the North Pole, it might, might not be, it's one of them, we have a seed bank in the world for literally when hits the fan, you know, we have a backup there. Everyone's everyone's seeds are there from different countries. So it's quite ironic because, you know, a lot of these countries are fighting each other, but there's a common denominator there and we have a seed bank and everyone's seeds are there, literally, if we had to start life again. And, um, and, and in terms of, you know, when we are buying a lot of seedless fruits, it's actually the seeds that are really good for you. For example, seedless grapes, it's the seed that's protective. You know, so you want to start trying to buy more seeded fruits because these are protective and these have a lot of phytonutrients. And these are the things that are very much anti-cancerous, a lot of these like seeded fruits you know so when you're when you're going to the supermarket and you're of course we all like seedless grapes and things like that and but when we create a big demand for a lot of seedless products think about like say the bigger picture is and what are we creating is that we're, we're really creating if that manufacture ever happened if something ever happened and we we all we all have a load of seedless fruit which is useless to society you know what i mean we want to create more of a demand for seeded fruit fruits and it's the actual seeds that are good for us. You know what I mean? They, they supply so much phytonutrients, you know, and they're very anti-cancerous. So in terms of like, say, seeded grapes are actually better for you than seedless. You know what I mean? Yeah, the one that I suppose that I consciously look at is a watermelon. Mm. I think it's it's easy to notice when a watermelon has no seeds. It's kind mm. of weird when you open it up and there's no black seeds mm. in there because it's, I suppose, what we're used to. Mm. But... Yeah, it's yeah. interesting yeah. how yeah. fruits are just becoming more and more seedless. I think mm. in Mexico, we opened up a papaya mm. and it just had no... Yeah, It was weird. It was yeah. just hollow. No yeah, seeds for sure. at all. For sure. Um, definitely. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is really getting into the, the nitty gritties of it. You know what I mean? In terms of like, you know, what would I personally rather myself or rather someone else eat? You know, seedless fruit because it's on offer or going back to Western diet. Well, of course, eat seedless fruit. But, you know, it's in terms of like just to ensure that you're eating a lot more seeded fruits is important because they're also very protective. Um, and the you know the obviously health benefit, but there's also an environmental benefit, and there's also a benefit to the plant when you think about it from a natural standpoint. Is that the plants that are seeded, they get a benefit for you eating them. You know what I mean? If you're passing their seeds around, you know what I mean. Where basically you eat them, and out they come the other side, yep. and you know that it's getting it's, it, there's like a it's kind of like the uh, like um, uh, Lion King, the circle of life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting concept that, and how plants, you know, there's a benefit, you know, environmentally to us eating plants, but there's also a health benefit too. You know what I mean? But we, as long as we're trying to get back towards nature as much as possible, and there is a benefit in terms of, like, say, seeded for both us and nature. You know, there's, a, there's that kind of like symbiotic relationship there. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Cool topic to think about and yeah. um, dive into, like a seed yeah. bank. I had yeah. no idea. That I didn't know we were going to go down this road of conversation, no, no. but there we go. Here you know, we are. That's what happens. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, how did you find out about there was a seed bank? Um, I think there was a, a documentary I may have watched on it. Um, but it is. it does also make you think about it, doesn't it? You know, when you're eating uh, fruits and it doesn't have seeds, you think, well, where, where have they gone? And then you look into it and say, oh, wow, yeah, there was such a thing as a banana seed. 
You know what I mean? And so then how have we not got the seeds? Well, we, you know, genetically modified them and things like that. You know, we've yeah. changed them somehow to what they were uh, intended to be, you know what I mean, through nature. And don't get me wrong, it's not that bananas are bad for people, you know what I mean? But I, I, I think that there, there are also, you know, it's again, we're getting into the nitty gritties of it. And Definitely. You yeah. don't want to overthink it. Like, oh my goodness, bananas are bad for me. And then I'm going to go and choose, you know, it's, then you're overthinking the issue. But I do think in terms of like trying to eat more seeded products are also, there is of benefit there, you know what I mean? Very cool. Other supplements, mm-hmm. are there... Are there ones that you you take personally, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know vegans should be taking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the B12, okay, is something that I take, and it's something that I I personally encourage other you know vegans to take. Um, you know, is, yeah, the B12 is is important. Uh, Methylcobalamin is is so you can either take it through a spray or a tablet. Some people inject. Uh, you know, I just take it through a spray. Is absolutely fine. Uh, um, um, obviously, yeah, some, some people do inject through intramuscular, you know, injection, but you know, I, I always take it through a spray. So that's something that you want to make sure that you are having, you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't have it on a daily basis, but I have it here and there through the week. And, you know, a lot of people, that's often an argument against veganism is it's like, oh, well, if, if what about B12, if I have to take B12, um, as it's essential and I'm not getting it from plants, then, then nature must not be intending me to eat plants. It must then I must get it from animal products. And this one, this is one one issue, is is the fact that you know B twelve is is nor a plant or an animal thing. It's coming from the soil. You know what I mean? Because we're so sanitized in our environment today, we clean so much of our uh, you know our fruits, our vegetables, everything. Everything's so sanitized. Our hands, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera then, you know, I would say that people are walking around B12 deficient regardless of what lifestyle you're on. You know what I mean? So it, it, regardless, I think people should, you know, be taking a, yeah, B12. Um, and it's, it's very beneficial in terms of, like, say, mood production, you know, um, and nervous system, all these things. So that's essential. You need to be taking that from the external environment. We cannot create that ourselves. You know, in terms of any other supplement, it starts becoming more of a, a choice, Thing, I think rather than oh this is what you need you know what I mean so how about creatine yeah I mean creatine oh, creatine has been very much um, researched an awful lot in terms of like say it's sports enhancement properties and it does look very positive with its sports enhancement properties you know um, again you got to you got to weigh it up in terms of like say for the individual you know in terms of athletic performance or, you know, in terms of its health, you know, like say say someone who's suffering any sort of kidney issues or, you know, liver issues or anyone who's, you know, suffering, say, some sort of internal or digestive issue and then they're taking creatine on top of that, then it, it should be questioned, you know what I mean? But in terms of, you know, it has been shown to be very much, you know, sports enhancing, you know, and performance enhancing, you know, in terms of, you know, both within weightlifting or power output. Um, so it can, you know, it can be used. Would would I encourage someone to lose it who was like, say, wanting to lose weight? Then no, you know what I mean. It, 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 there's so many dependencies and it, it, you know, maybes with with any supplement. You know what I mean. So it really depends. Okay. Mm. Now we kind of stopped in New Zealand. Yeah. And you've been living in Australia. Mm. So what? What brought you over here? Yeah, so uh, the plantrationist, my missus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was living in New Zealand, and I probably would still be in New Zealand. Um, but I'd met her. She was over there on a holiday. I was living in Queenstown, 
and she came over on a holiday. And from there, we went, um, we, you know, we went back and forward and we ended up coming over here. Um, yeah, we ended, I ended up coming back over here to our visitor quite a few times and I ended up making the trip over to stay here, you know? So that's, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I'm here, you know? That's cool. Yeah. So how did you guys, how did you guys meet? We sh- so she was over on a holiday and you, mm. you hadn't met before? Yeah, no, no. So we hadn't met before. She just came, yeah, she just, she was just there on a holiday and I met her in a bar and uh and then from there yeah just just been uh, uh back and forward and then i moved over to uh to be with her yeah and that's why i'm here you know that's awesome <laughs> very cool so what uh what is she doing currently because you guys are a bit of a yeah a vegan whole food plant-based power couple here in <laughs> melbourne yeah in terms of um she's she's doing a, a lot of different things she's currently writing up a, a cookbook um so a vegan cookbook um, so she's, she's currently uh, doing a lot of writing, an awful lot of writing at the minute and getting her recipes down. Um, she also does uh, cooking classes around Melbourne. Um, and she does, yeah, lots of different things with her food and, re- create, you know, uh, recipe creation. Um, so basically just making, you know, uh, eating plants accessible, fun and easy, you know, and tasty. So, you know, that's something that she's uh, she's doing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> how, does, how does that work, the dynamic of... Um you know, being in a relationship with someone where you both share mm. uh, a lot of the same values around, you know, it's, ethics, mm. eating, that it's, kind of thing. It certainly makes it easier. Um, I, 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 it certainly makes it easier because we're both on the same page, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. It's an interesting thing. Like, you know, I can't imagine necessarily now being with someone who who uh, thinks totally different, you know. It means how that would work because now I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing and she's doing hers, you know. So, um yeah for me i guess it makes it a lot easier because we're both you know eating similar things and we both you know obviously have bigger portions etc but you know we're eating the same things and we're both prepping together and things like that so it kind of makes it a lot more you know fun but i think you know the onus really relies on the individual as we're saying before is in terms of regardless whether she was vegan or not vegan i would still be doing my thing you know what i mean is in terms of like say the number one your number one responsibility no one can look after you unless you look after yourself you know what i mean and so you know regardless of necessarily what a partner is is doing or or what my missus is doing or you know we we really need to be also looking after ourselves and making sure that we're you know if we can fill our cup up first and making sure that our energy is clean and it's good then we can start looking after everyone else you know what i mean and you know there's no good me say saying you know this is how you know this check this out is how we should be living if um you know if i'm not doing it myself you know what i mean and so you know with that i found it's you know very you know very beneficial you know really to look at look at ourselves regardless of what necessarily our partner is doing because that's another that's say a, a barrier you know to to making those v gains is is like oh well my partner's not and he likes this and he likes that and you know you've you got to really look after your number one you know what i mean and Definitely. everything else gets yep. better you know no totally mm. how about family is there mm. uh do you have you know brothers sisters um mm. back at home and yeah how, how have they you know seen your lifestyle change yeah and, for and sure it's really interesting you know maybe this is genetics i don't know it's incredibly interesting how i've got two older sisters and then they they've got their fellas so there's yeah there's six of us all together including my uh my partner talitha and all of us have gone vegan and not in relation to anyone else you know what i mean we, we, we never switched papers around and say hey check this out 
we just round about in the same period, but for different reasons, we all went vegan. I went for health reasons. My eldest, Vicky, she went for health reasons. And then Sarah went for ethical reasons, the middle one. She went for animal rights reasons because she works with animals. And, and she was like, well, if I can't, say, kill the animal myself, then maybe I shouldn't be eating it. You know, and that's where, that's where it came from for her, you know. And so, yeah, that was, uh, it was, you know, really interesting how we all made that change. You that's know. an interesting yeah. time. Yeah. So, how did, so I can like imagine you fly back to England, you're having a family dinner and you're all, majority all of a sudden of vegan. vegan. Yeah, majority, besides my mum and dad, um, you know, the majority of us are vegan. And I think that's another barrier, you know, to veganism or the, or the hardship of veganism is that once you see it, uh, I think once you see it is, is the fact that, you know, then you're seeing loved ones do something that not, not just morally that you don't agree with or ethically, it's also like you're seeing them harm themselves without realizing it. You know, they don't realize they're harming themselves. Mm. you know and and i think that makes it you know it, that can be quite hard too once you see you once you finally see the information and you, you you're looking at it that you're seeing like your family members you know harm themselves you know what i mean I, my mum was just over recently you know suffers high cholesterol yep but still doing what she's doing you know what i mean and i think you know you you she hasn't you know obviously hasn't made that change still in the system you know what i mean she's still thinking in the box you know rather than thinking outside it and you know that can be quite a hard thing to do you know a hard thing to see from you know from from uh, um, either my perspective or me looking you know inward um is is that you know it can be quite hard seeing you know family members you know eat their way to you know death basically you know what i mean yeah it's 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 hard to I suppose I, I, I can definitely empathize with that. Um, mm. My dad also, you know, in the same boat there. Mm. Um, definitely getting a whole lot better mm. with, with his with his eating, which is mm. good to see. Um, but yet, yeah, I suppose knowing the outcome, mm. knowing where it leads to yeah. uh, is the toughest part. Yeah. And yeah, you kind of, I suppose, I, I, I worry about it uh, yeah. a little bit because yeah. I'm, I'm glad I caught it early. Yeah. And I'm able to to make those changes. Yeah. Uh, but knowing, uh, you know, knowing what you've ingested basically over a lifetime. Yeah. And where it possibly leads to is a yeah, yeah not a not a great thing to think about. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you and me we're we're of a similar age there, where you know things start happening to our parents from a a, a li- from a you know a lifetime of making a choice and really one choice, you know, and not changing that choice. And so we're, you and me, we're at an age where we're seeing our parents get uh, older and, and, you know, not necessarily uh, for the better. And, you know, that cavalier approach of thinking, oh, well, you've got to die somehow or, or you know, oh, that's, this is what old people, what happens to old people, which when it's not necessarily true, you know what I mean? It's, it's more from a lifestyle of eating that way, you know, a lifestyle of, of continuously making the same choice over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? I think that's probably like in terms of like, say, for my worries, it's probably mm-hmm. my biggest worry in life is that, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's just, again, again I, you know, it's my I battle with, you know, personally is like, you know, each their own and everyone's got to make their own choice. But, you know, also seeing that people are doing harm to themselves, 
you know what I mean? Is when it's the people that are closest to you, mm. that mentality of everyone <laughs> has to make their own choice kind of goes out the yeah, window. Yeah, that's like, right. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 for sure. I guess when you're emotionally tied or emotionally invested yeah. in someone else's well-being, that can be quite a hard thing to uh, ingest kind of thing and hard thing yeah. to work with. You know what I mean? But, you know, ultimately, you just got to give people a hug and let them carry on with their own way of doing and their own way of being, you know? Yeah, it's true. Mm. It's true. No matter, yeah, no matter how close they are. Yeah. The, yeah, the sticking thing down people's neck <laughs> still isn't going to work. Yeah, it still doesn't work. No, That's it, right. Exactly. Um, with your with your current work. Yep. What do you, if I were, you know, stumble across Vegans Coach yep. online yep. or on Instagram and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I think it's time that mm-hmm. I need to start working, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, on my body. Yep. How can I, you know, reach out to you and, and get some help? Yeah, you can either get to me um, uh, personally on Instagram or Facebook under Vegans Coach or you can email me. Or you can also uh, go onto my uh, website, vegainscoach.com.au and uh, check out also my programs on there. Um, so, you know, what most people do is they end up getting a customized program, which ends up, you end up getting a questionnaire through straight away, answering the questionnaire and everything. And then I can make your programs up for you. We can start working together online. Um, cool. if, you, if you're not in Melbourne or if you're in Melbourne or you're local, then we can work together one-on-one. Yeah, with both your uh, nutrition and your training and everything. Really cool. Mm. Why is strength Mm. important? Strength is important for lots of different reasons, but I think really just to uh, function better, you know, and and to be able to, you know, move move better, you know, be better. I think it's just really a case of trying to. There's a there's a point in time where you peak. Is in your life there will be a point in time where you where you peak and then you start end up going you know down that peak and you end up going off. Whereas I think strength in terms of let's say from a lifetime perspective, is it really holds off that deg- degradation. You know what I mean? Is in terms of like say when we see um, elders, you know, who are vulnerable, is it really holds that off? You know what I mean for a lot longer time. And in terms of like say strength training itself. You know, it helps, you know, with so many different, you know, conditions. You know, there's been so many things that has been shown, even when you do also have a disease, is how it helps, you know, uh, states, you know, strive off that disease or helps improve recovery from from any, you know, pathological conditions. I mean, you know, strength is just, a, you know, a absolute necessity, you know, to be strong. And also, you know, there's a lot of other great, you know, things that come with being strong, you know, having the ability to do things that you once couldn't. You know what I mean? So I think that's, you know, also important. And there's lots of different types of strength, you know, not to get like one pigeonholed or, you know, in 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 the dogmatic thinking that, you know, there's only one type of strength. There's lots of different types of strength that you uh, that you see, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think something that I'm realizing now mm. is that it's going to be key going into old age. Mm. Having spoken with, um, you know, older older people that yeah. uh have been plant-based for a while yeah and, and they're still looking good and they're still going about their day-to-day independently yeah which i, I think that's the biggest part is yeah. the is the freedom to to go about your day on your own without assistance yeah uh, and seeing them do that and asking them um you know well, how they've done it yeah and a lot of it is to do with you know the the consistent movement that they've done throughout their life yeah for sure to keep you know 
the especially leg strength. I think mm. it's something that uh, yeah, I've neglected. Um, <laughs> I've definitely neglected um, to this day. I suppose is is the is the glutes and the the hammies, the legs. Yeah. Um, but seeing that as a really important um, piece in. Mm. in keeping that independence yeah yeah for sure you yeah, know it, it really does i mean that independence is also yeah very important and that's something that will be taken away from us you know without being strong but i also think you know there's a lot of different you know it can go down lots of different avenues you know also with strength you know also you know you know using you know using your strength also to help with a bigger cause you know and help help others you know so it's also you know trying to um you know, project it outwards onto others and help others, you know what I mean, with their, with whatever they're going through and things that they want to achieve. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different reasons why uh, strength is important. Yep. Yeah. How are you helping others? I've seen on your site that you've mm. um, donated regularly to other organizations. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I regularly donate, you know, in terms of like, say, when anyone buys, like, say, a V-Gains tank or T-shirt, um, you know, proceeds also, you know, part of the proceeds go towards different, you know, different companies and um, work with lots of different companies, you know, last year and um, from animal rights, uh, women's rights. Um, there was a whole heap um, mental health. Um, yeah, there's lots of different companies that, you know, I worked with um, last year. Also Sea Shepherd, there was, there was quite a few different different ones. Um, environmental companies so yeah that no, was really cool to be able to give back and you know use use basically what i have something that i can give that basically brings value you know what i mean in terms of like say not just within myself but also to a wider audience you know i think that's really about fulfillment you know it's about being able to give back to uh you know to a bigger cause than myself yeah causes that align i mm. suppose with with your message as well which is nice yeah that's right that's really cool um what would be i suppose your number one tip um, for people that are looking to make the switch, mm. how do you? Yeah, if someone said, "Look, I really am, I'm ready to to start moving and transitioning towards a whole food plant based diet," mm-hmm. um, but I'm just struggling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, removing the animal products. Mm-hmm. What would you tend to to give them? Yeah, uh, for advice. There's so many different pieces of advice that you could give. You know what I mean? Some could be in theory. Some could be practical advice. You know, in terms of, like, say, a practical thing that you can do. Say someone comes to me and says, oh, you know, I'm trying to move towards that, you know, vegan space, but I'm really struggling to give this up, for example. I say, well, you know, what you are doing right now is is a great improvement. You know what I mean? Say, for example, someone comes to me and says, oh, I'm giving up everything but, but cheese. I've got to keep cheese in there. But you're already doing better than you were. You know what I mean? Like, so you've already done a lot of, a lot of benefits than what, what you were doing previously. And to be gradual, you know what I mean? Don't feel like you have to make a switch, you know, 360 all at once, you know what I mean? You can be gradual within your approach, you know, and also, you know, take things gradually. You don't need to go flipping, you know, houses straight away. You can just go very, you know, gradually in the process. But, you know, with the end goal of, of, of you know, if, if, if becoming vegan is your goal, you know, to, to actually achieve that goal, not always let it be this thing in the future, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, let it be a, a gradual process. Give yourself a period of time. You know what I mean of of making that change. Right. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's cool. I think that's um, a, a nice way to look at it and not um, beating yourself down if yeah. you're not. You yeah, know, if no, you're not I mean, getting there. Yeah, immediately. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, in terms of like, you know, a common thing is, is there's lots of different ways you could do it. A common one is, you know, I'm going to take all lamb-based animals off my plate first. 
you know, which will leave me with, like, say, fish and eggs. And then I'm going to do something about fish and eggs, you know what I mean? But it's be, you can be gradual about it. You don't have to do it all at once. And if you can do it all at once, that's fantastic too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's no cookie-cutter approach. No, basically. yeah, there's no cookie-cutter yeah. approach. And things are gradual, you know what I mean? Things take time. And it might take your, your – your, you're changing habits. You're changing beliefs. You're changing a hell of a lot. You know, it's quite, it can be quite hard to change. You know what I mean? And it's really the only, it's about just being ready for it. You know what I mean? And if you're ready to change and it becomes a lot easier, but if you're changing simply because it's, you know, you need to know why you're changing. I think that that's really what come back to for, for myself is understanding, well, why am I making this change? If I didn't really know why I'm doing it, not going to stick. I probably wouldn't stick with it. You know what I mean? It would be a phase kind of thing. But if I know why I'm doing it, I'm pretty uh, exact on why I'm executing such a uh, a different routine or whatever. Then that I think knowing why is is the uh, the key basis to a long term change. If you know why you were doing something, then you're going to stick with it. You know what I mean? Mm. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself. There. I think it's um it's definitely the reason I'm continuing. Mm. Um, I'm the same as you. Initially health reasons, but then it's just opened up this new. Uh, you know this new world for me in terms mm. of um, uh, the why mm. it's animals environmental mm. reasons it's just a no-brainer mm. so i thank you for coming down man it's, oh my pleasure thanks so much for having me it's been awesome to meet you and you've definitely um yeah just opened up my eyes to yeah new possibilities and um also new topics of conversation that are mm. yeah super interesting so thanks for coming on the show yeah, thank you for having um, me. And yeah, good luck with, with everything moving forward. And hopefully, I think I need to get in the gym and start uh, destroying some myths and um, <laughs> making some V-gains. So thank you, Mike. Cheers. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Hi there again. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode with Mike Case from V-gains Coach. I thought it was a great one and thoroughly enjoyed the chat. It certainly gave me some topics to reflect on. I think for me personally, I've been guilty of putting some people in the vegan and plant-based community up on a bit of a pedestal when I really should be paying much more attention to how I personally feel rather than looking at what new things they might be trying themselves. So I'll be working on looking more inward than outward now and into the future. It was also great just to have a chat and let the conversation take its own direction. I think we both felt that we covered topics that weren't really expected to come up and enjoyed that format. If you'd like to get in contact with Mike or follow him on Instagram, you can find him over at vgainscoach.com.au and vgainscoach on Instagram. He's an incredible source of self-development, training, and nutrition, and I highly recommend tuning into his content. If you've got a couple of minutes now, a quick review and rating goes a really long way in helping this show, and I really do appreciate it especially in countries like the UK, Canada, and Australia, where there is a great listener base, however, very few iTunes reviews. Your help is much appreciated, as is your honest feedback. Next week, we will be chatting with Yoko Inoue from Shoko Iku, a raw, organic, plant-based restaurant in Melbourne. Anna and I absolutely loved meeting her. Uh, she's an amazing mother, business owner, and person. After the recording, she said that it's really rare for her to share so much of her personal story. So please do listen in to next week's very special episode with Yoko. Until then, guys, keep it plant-based and I'll see you all then.